My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm in ancient Ephesus on Corridus Street, which was the central, most historic street of the entire city. Both sides of this street had covered colonnades. Colonnades were like porticos or porches that were supported by marble columns with terracotta roofs, and the walkways were all fabulous mosaics. Behind me, you can see that many of these mosaics here in Ephesus have been preserved even from the first century. And if you'd been allowed to peek into the world at that time, you would have seen rich people walking up and down these streets, actually eating in the cafes and the restaurants, meandering in and out of the shops. This was a real city filled with vibrant life. And right in the middle of it was the church. And Timothy was the pastor of the church. But it was a church that was having some problems because the leadership had begun to embrace false doctrine. And Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 4, and said to Timothy, neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying. In this verse, Paul tells you and me something so important. Bad teaching just ministers questions. It leads you nowhere. But real good teaching it brings an edifying element into your life. That word edifying is an architectural term, which means it puts another brick in the wall. It makes your foundation stronger. It really takes you somewhere. That's how you can tell the difference between good and bad teaching. Bad teaching, it's interesting, doesn't really add anything to your life, may cost you a lot, may be entertaining, but it just raises more questions. But real good teaching, mmm. It puts another brick in the wall. It makes your life stronger. It's something you can really build yourself upon. We need to keep our head on straight about what we believe and what we teach in these last days because hordes of spirits, delusional spirits, seducing spirits and doctrines of demons, they have been released into the earth in these end times. So we need to make sure we're eating, teaching, that will really produce the right effect in our lives. And that's what I'm gonna to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner and I've been waiting for you. I wanna say thank you for turning on your TV, or whatever device you're using to let us come to you today. And the us is me and Denise. Denise, welcome. Hi, Rick. I'm so glad to be here. We're going to have a good time in the Bible today. It's going to have a wonderful time in the Bible. And I see you have your Bible, I and have I have my Bible. Bible. You need to get your Bible, because this is a Bible teaching program, and you are our TV family. And today we want to share the Word with you. You know what I pray every day? Proverbs 10, 21, it says, the lips of the righteous nourish many. And my prayer is that this program is nourishing to you. That really is my prayer. And if you need somebody to stand with you in faith, contact us. We would love to pray with you. Our prayer team is so serious, aren't they, Denise? They're very serious and they're very effective. They, we get prayer answers all the time. We do. And if you need somebody to pray with you, we're here waiting to hear from you. And today I'm offering you my book called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. The subtitle says Developing Discernment for These Last Days. This is the book 
you need. Don't pass on this one. You need this book. And if you know anyone else that seems to be embracing nonsense during this last day's age, get this book and give it to them. Let it be a missionary to do the talking for you to help somebody else. It's a really good book, isn't it, Denise? It's a great book, Rick, and it's a very timely book. You know, Bob Yandian read it. Bob is such a marvelous Bible teacher. Listen to what he said. I'm taken back by Rick's boldness to take on the issues of today's world. He takes up each issue scripturally and historically, addressing no problem without giving solutions. I was so blessed by that. Wow. You know, I believe the Holy Spirit just anointed me to write that book. It's pretty bold. Get ready. Because when you begin to read chapter one, it might take you back. But I really deal with the issues that are confronting society today. We're also offering you right now my series by the same title, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, 15 parts in multiple formats based on this series. And it comes with a wonderful study guide. You will just love the study guide. Aren't the study guides amazing? I think the study guides are amazing. They're like a whole book in themselves. It's, it's really perfect for your personal study or to share in a Bible study group. And by the way, this would be awesome for a Bible study group. It would just be terrific. But today I'm going to talk to you about how to keep your head on straight in a world gone crazy. And our anchor verse is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. So we have to go there very quickly and cover it again. So let's go there. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. We're going to cover it very quickly. Listen to what the Apostle Paul says. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. And in this verse, the Apostle Paul prophesies that when we come to the outer rim of the church age, that's the age that we're living in right now, there is going to be an invasion of seducing spirits. The word seducing means they're going to be very seducing. They're going to be very deceptive. And the Bible says they will come with doctrines of demons. The word doctrines is a Greek word didaskalia. It describes a well-packaged teaching, a sophisticated idea, progressive thinking. In other words, when the devil comes, he's not going to look like the devil. He's going to come with new systems of thought that become very popular in the end of the age. And we're seeing this today. The world today is being inundated with nonsense. People are believing things that don't even match reality. They're discounting science. They're discounting facts. Everyone believes they have their own truth, and my truth is different from your truth. This creates a breeding ground for the devil to bring to people whatever he wants to bring to them. And we're really seeing this nonsense happen in the Western world and all over the world today. And the Apostle Paul prophesied it would happen in the latter times. Latter, the Greek word husteros, always describes the ultimate end of a thing or something that has nothing left over. In other words, when we've come to the very end and not much time is left, the latter times, that's when this invasion of nonsense is literally going to begin moving throughout all of society. Now, we're the church. We're not to be lost with society. We're not to sink with the rest of the world. And the reason I'm teaching this series is so you'll know it's okay to keep the lunacy out of your house. You can keep the nonsense out of your church. But even in the first century, there was spiritual nonsense trying to get inside the church. People already were beginning to depart from the faith. 
And the Apostle Paul was so concerned about it, he wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3. Let's review this very quickly. And notice what he said to Pastor Timothy. As I besought thee, <laughs> I've told you before that word besought is the Greek word parakaleo. It means to beg, to plead, to beseech. It's even a word of prayer. It's really the picture of Paul on his knees. He's begging Timothy, pleading with Timothy. He's praying, Timothy, please do what I'm asking you to do. The task in front of Timothy was so enormous, he naturally didn't want the job. Why? Because his job was to bring correction to those who were veering from the faith. And Timothy was not real excited about that. So Paul said, I beseech thee, I beg you, I pray you, parakaleo, I am really praying you, please take this responsibility and do what you need to do. As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, that thou mightest charge some, that word charge means gives a direct command, is not suggest, it is charge some, give a direct command to some, the word some is the Greek word tesen. It describes a notable sum that they teach no other doctrine. The phrase teach no other doctrine, we've seen in the two previous programs, is the Greek word heterodidaskalos. The word didaskalos describes teaching, sophisticated teaching, well-packaged teaching, sounds like teaching, might even sound like doctrine, might even make sense to you. But Paul says, make no mistake, it is heterodidaskalos. Heteros describes something of a different kind or something of a different sort. It may sound like teaching. It may sound sophisticated. It may be well packaged, but make no mistake, this is not what we taught you. This is not what the Bible says. This is a modification. This is a teaching of a different kind. And that, of course, is what we're dealing with in the church world today. The devil is introducing doctrines of demons. And that leads us to 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 4. Look at it again. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith, so do. In the first of this verse, he says, neither give heed. We saw in the previous program, this is the Greek word, pros echo. And this is so important because Jesus used this word. The apostle Paul used this word in 1 Timothy chapter 4 to describe the activity of seducing spirits. Pros echo, pros means toward, echo means to embrace. This is the picture of someone who's releasing what was once precious and dear, pros to lean in a new direction and echo to embrace a new system of thought, to embrace a new kind of thinking, progressive thinking to replace whatever you held on to in the past. Rick, that's so scary. That's so scary. This is the most precious thing in my life. I don't want anybody to take it from me or water it down in any way. But honey, there really is a departure from the faith. And the words of the faith has a definite article. It doesn't describe a faith for miracles or faith for signs and wonders or faith for finances. It's not that kind of faith. It's the faith. We're talking about the faith, our creed, what we believe. Really, we need to be very careful because today people are beginning to wander from even the most basic fundamental truths of Scripture in so much that the younger generation are totally uninformed 
about very central, basic Bible truths like the virgin birth, the sinlessness of Christ. A lot of new millennials who've come to Christ don't even believe that other people need to be saved. If whatever they believe is working for them, they think that's fine. They don't understand what the Bible teaches about our eternal condition and sin and the need for repentance. And the reason they don't understand it is because it's not being properly taught. There has been a drift away from the Bible with culture. Well, just because culture is drifting does not mean we're supposed to drift. We're to stick with the truth and keep our anchor in place. But in this verse, it says, neither give heed plus echo. Leaning towards something new, echo to embrace. I said in the previous two programs, it's good to be open-minded, but don't be so open-minded that your brain falls out. Keep your head on straight. Use your mind. God gave you a mind and he intends for you to use it. And now Paul says, neither give heed, don't turn in a new direction to embrace something new, don't release the word of God, never, never, never. And he calls it fables that they were embracing from the Greek word muthos, which is exactly where we get the Greek word for mythology. Well, what does that mean? Were they teaching about Zeus? No. But Paul is saying what they're teaching is closer to fairy tales. It is closer to mythology than it is to the truth. It's a gospel of another kind. It has no semblance to the truth. This is a modification that does not connect to what we delivered to you. That's what Paul says. And what made it so difficult? It was well-known, well-beloved brethren in the church who held positions of leadership that were beginning to spread the spiritual poison. So it made it harder to resist them because people loved them. But nonetheless, they were responsible for teaching fables, the weaker word muthos, nonsense, in the church. The Bible calls it endless genealogies. We saw in the previous program, endless, the Greek word aparantas, here's what it means. Endless, unbridled, unrestrained, unfounded, incomplete in content and thought. In other words, they're really not thinking. Denise, if we would just think, it would save us a lot. People just don't think. People just believe. They read a tweet, or they read something on Facebook, or they see something on Instagram. People just are struck with information that they just believe. You know, friend, you need to use your mind. Your mind is a precious thing that God gave to you. You need to use your mind. And rather than embrace everything you hear, you need to really think through what's being said to you. This is what the Bible commands you. And when it talks about endless genealogies, we're talking about conclusions that are unfounded, things that are unrestrained, unbridled, nonsense. It goes on to say, which ministers questions. The word ministers, the Greek word par echo, it just gives rise to questions. The word questions, a very interesting Greek word which describes unsolvable research, unfounded conclusions, a nonstop seeking for answers that leads to nowhere, you see, the Bible gives you something solid to stand on. You can build your life on the Bible. What the Bible says today is what it said 2,000 years ago. And guess what? It's going to say the same thing 2,000 years from now. The Bible is immovable. But if you're on something else, if you're on another foundation, it's going to be moving for you all the time. You're constantly going to be wondering, what should you believe? What truth is up for grabs? How should you modify your thinking? What should you do with this? What should you do with that? I have a foundation that never moves. So do you. It's called the Bible. And that's why Paul goes on to say, 
rather than godly edifying, which is in faith, so do. We saw in the previous program the word edifying is the Greek word oikonomia. It is an architectural term which describes how someone builds a house. Now listen to this. It is an architectural term meaning to enlarge, to amplify a house. It depicts the careful following of an architectural plan to enlarge, increase, or amplify, or to edify, or to improve, to leave in an improved condition. God gave us a plan, and Denise, you have the plan in your hand. It's called the Bible. I do. That's the architectural plan you can use to build your life. It will build your family. It will build your business. The Bible will build every part of your life. And rather than follow a bunch of modern, constantly fluctuating nonsense, go to the Bible. Here is a plan that has worked from the very inception of time. It is still working today. It will continue to work. I always tell you Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. There is power in this book that will change your life. You can build your life according to this plan. Paul says, so do, rather than follow a bunch of nonsense, stick with the scripture. Then he tells us something else in verse 5, and this is where we're going to go right now. Now, the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. I asked the question, how do you know if teaching is good teaching or if it's bad teaching? Well, first of all, if it's bad teaching, it does everything that we just read in verse 4. It opens you up to nonsense. It leads you to concepts that are not based in truth. They're just fables. They're fairy tales. It's unfounded conclusions, nonstop seeking for answers because you have veered from your foundation. But real Bible teaching will build you. We saw this architectural term, which means if you really listen to good teaching, Denise, listen to this. It's like a builder. It'll put another brick in the wall. Real good teaching will add something to you. It will supply something that increases you, improves you, enlarges you, edifies you. Real teaching adds to you. But then he says, now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. You see the word end? This word end is the Greek word telos. In this particular context, it should be translated. Now the goal of the commandment or the principal aim of the commandment is this. The word commandment is a Greek word parangelio, which describes something that is authorized and official. If it's really from God, if this teaching has really come from the throne of God, if it's really based in the Bible, then it is official, it is authorized, and real official, authorized teaching of Scripture does several things. First of all, it says, it produces charity out of a pure heart. The word charity is the word agape. We all know the word agape. The word agape describes a love that gives and gives even if it's never responded to, thanked, or acknowledged. That's really agape love. A love for a person or object that is irresistible. A love so profound that it knows no limits or boundaries in how far, how wide, how high, how deep it will go to show its love to a recipient. It is a self-sacrificial love that moves the lover to action. And when you're receiving really good Bible teaching, it will affect your love walk. That's the first thing the scripture says. Let's move on. Secondly, it says a pure heart. That word pure is a Greek word, kathodos. If you've ever been to the hospital, if you've ever been hospitalized and they had to give you a catheter 
That's where this word comes from. It describes a heart that is catheterized. Why do they catheterize you in the hospital? To get the poisons out of your system. Real good teaching, number one, will add to you. Number two, it will affect your love walk. Number three, it will catheterize your heart. If there's anything in you that's toxic, if there's anything in you that is poisonous, the Word of God has the ability to draw it out of you and remove it from you. The Word of God, real good teaching, will affect the condition of your heart. But then it says of a good conscience. The word conscience is the Greek word synodesis. The word synodesis describes a coming together of all of the pieces, the ability to see the full picture, or here is a person who has understanding of the Bible. He has understanding. Many people have a little piece, and they have another little piece, and they try to base everything they believe and do on little pieces. But when you have the full teaching of the Bible, it takes all the pieces and begins to put it together like a jigsaw puzzle so you can see the full picture of Scripture. You can see exactly what God's telling you to do, what you need to implement in your life. It affects your conscience. And last of all, it says faith, unfeigned, an unfeigned faith. That word unfeigned describes something authentic, something genuine. It is the opposite of something that is pretend, simulated, faked, feigned, or phony. This is one who is authentic, sincere, and real. So now when you read these verses, you find bad teaching opens you up to bad things. Bad teaching leads you to fables and nonsense. Bad teaching will always lead you to shaky, movable conclusions that you cannot depend on. But good teaching, like an architectural plan, will build you. Good teaching will affect your love walk. Good teaching will affect the condition of your heart. Good teaching will build your understanding of the Word of God and life. And good teaching will create in you a faith that is authentic. Nothing phony about it at all. All of that is the result of bad teaching or good teaching. You need good teaching because good teaching, the good teaching of the Word of God will improve you and enlarge your life. We're out of time, but we'll be back in just a moment, and we are going to pray for you. The world is changing. In fact, it's more than changed. It's gone crazy. We are living in a world where faith is questioned and sin is welcome where people seem to have lost their minds about what is right and wrong. It seems truth has been turned upside down. In Rick Renner's new book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, Rick reveals the disastrous consequences of a society in spiritual and moral collapse. In this book, you'll discover what Christians need to be doing to stay out of the chaos and anchor to truth. You'll learn how to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit, discern right and wrong teaching, how to be grounded in prayer, and how to be spiritually prepared for living in victory in these last days. Leading ministers from around the world are calling this book essential for every believer. And right now, it's available for just $20. You can also order the 15-part teaching series when you call or go online right now. Rick takes you deep into New Testament prophecies about the end of the age and what you need to do to sail successfully through turbulent end-time waters. Available in digital or physical formats starting at just $24. Get the book, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, for just $20. And don't miss this powerful teaching series. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
Hey friend, this is Rick Renner, and I want to give you a report about our ministry expansion project. As I've told you, our ministry is literally bursting at the seams. People are responding to us from all over the world. They're tuning in and listening to our teaching on television, on YouTube, in all kinds of media, and they're reaching out to us for prayer and for resources. And because of that, we need a new facility in Tulsa to accommodate all the souls that God is bringing to us. And at the same time, we are constructing a brand new TV facility in Moscow because we have outgrown this space. Now we are doing five to seven live broadcasts a day and we simply need a new studio. So at one time, we need a new studio in Moscow. We need a new building in Tulsa and you have done so much to help us, but we still have a ways to go. So I'm asking you to continue to pray about being a part of the giving team to help us achieve this monumental victory in our lives. It's not about buildings. It's never about buildings. It's about people. The only reason we need the space is because God is graciously sending us people and he is entrusting us to minister to them and to respond to their needs. And I think you know that in our ministry, we're very serious about ministering to those who reach out to us. Every day I sit in this chair and I bring teaching to people that I believe they can trust. We're told in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 21, that the lips of the righteous feed many. And I know that is my assignment from the Lord. And when you're a partner and when you're a part of the giving team to help us purchase the new building in Tulsa and to build the studio in Moscow together, we will bring teaching to people that they can trust and the word of God will change their lives. And I want to say thank you for your help. And if you've not helped us yet, would you please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help us achieve this monumental victory in our life. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Denise and I have just enjoyed being with you today. Hasn't it been great, Denise? It's been wonderful, Rick. Studying the Word of God, looking at the power of the Word of God. And you know, we ended with 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5, which says, Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. I use this verse as a measuring tool to help me know whether the teaching I'm listening to is really healthy for me. Because if it's really healthy teaching, it will affect me in these particular areas. Number one, it will affect my love walk. That's why he mentions charity. Number two, a pure heart. Really good teaching makes you deal with your heart. Number three, a good conscience, the Greek word synodesis. It describes understanding. Really good teaching should feed your brain in addition to your spirit. You should learn something. Your understanding should grow. And last, he says, and a faith unfeigned. In other words, a real faith, not a phony faith. Real good teaching of the Word of God creates in you a genuine faith. That's what good teaching does. And by the way, right now I'm offering you a book that I believe is really good teaching. I want you to get it. It's called How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy. You are not going to be sorry ever that you ordered this book. I guarantee you it will challenge you 
it will definitely make you use your brain. You'll have to think to read this one, and it's going to challenge many things you're hearing in society today, but it will put you on a good, solid foundation. We're offering you the same series, How to Keep Your Head on Straight in a World Gone Crazy, comes in 15 parts. All of these are available on our website. But let's pray for our partners today. Father, we pray for our TV family today, for the Word of God to work in their life, for all darkness to leave their home, to leave their space, to leave their family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Thanks for being with us. Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power. Never forget that. And we'll see you in the next program.